Hey guys, welcome back to part two of things that isolation is teaching me about living my life simple on purpose. In part one, we covered a lot of things from beauty to self-care to friendships and what it's teaching for me in how I want to continue forward post-pandemic in living my life on purpose and simplifying it. So this is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, that's fine. You can just carry on and listen to part two and then part one. And today we're going to talk about work, marriage, motherhood, and mental health. So let's talk about work. And guys, if you are a work at home parent right now, mad respect. I do not, I am not able to get work done with kids at home. I don't know how you guys are doing it. Like I've been, I've actually been Googling how to work from home while homeschooling your kids or while in isolation with kids. And you know what the advice is? Get up early in the morning. Thanks, Susan. I never got up early to begin with. I'm not going to start now. <laughs> I could. I could, guys. That could be an option. But I'm going to seek out all the other options into exhaustion first. Here's one my option I have. Have zero expectations that I will get work done with the kids around. And then I won't be frustrated and disappointed when I didn't. Because I cannot teach three different kids, <laughs> set them up with three different worksheets, and then go send a quick email or record a podcast without any interruptions. That's just not realistic in my world. I'm not going to fight it. I cannot fight that to make it happen. I need to separate myself from schooling and into work. Oddly enough, I would put myself in a class of moms who started working online at a time where working online and being a mom was something that was touted as the solution, the solution to being a stay-at-home mom and making an income. So I started my blog when my kids were really small. They were all at home all the time, and I would blog during nap time. And then it evolved into me working on the days that my husband was home from work, and I would work one day a week when he was home from work. So I do remember what it feels like to try to balance kids at home and working from home and that it was really hard, really exhausting, and it came at kind of a personal cost sometimes. I needed to separate the two and working when Connor was home was a solution for that. So the kids went to school this year. I could do all the work while they were at school. Now they're all home and I kind of have to go back to this era of my life when I had to have separate work days and then separate parenting days. So in the past, I would work that one day a week, and now I'm working two to three days every week when Connor's home. It's not ideal, but this has to happen. And since this time has been cut in half, I need to prioritize my tasks. You know what it's teaching me about what I'm going to go back into when isolation is over? Is to stick with the tasks. Work is done in the time you give it. Before isolation, my work looked a lot like me stopping to Instagram, stopping to make a new logo, changing my mind, Googling graphic designers I should hire, and then being like, oh, I still had that work to do, but now it's I have to go get the kids from the bus. That's what my work life was like for a while there. But now it's like I have this many days, I have these many tasks, I gotta get on it. Work is done in the time you give it. I asked Connor recently about what we're learning about our marriage during isolation, and he said that for him, it doesn't feel like things are different. He still goes off to work for a week. He comes home for a week and he parents. And the only difference is he would parent the kids once they got home from school, and now he's parenting them through the whole thing while I'm at work. But hey, I'm still down the hall. Everyone's still coming and talking to me. <laughs> Everyone's still checking in and stopping by and asking me to do things for them. I think my life is the one that's changed the most. 
And I'm noticing a big difference between pandemic Connor and pandemic Shauna, that we do things very differently. So when he's at work for the week and I'm like on, I'm here, I'm parenting, things are pretty chill. I do all the chores and all that kind of stuff. And he helps out when he gets home. When he's off for the week and I'm kind of working down the hallway, it's like productivity week. Pandemic Connor bakes. <laughs> Pandemic Connor is doing all the chores. This is not a surprise to me because one thing we knew about each other ahead of time was our Enneagram, type, Enneagram types and how we act when we're stressed, how we deal with stress, the behaviors that we have. So I know that when Connor's stressed, he channels it into productivity. Me, I channel it into the worst case scenario and shutting down and wanting to be all alone. So I feel like there's a leveling out between the two of us. <laughs> and really what I'm learning, what's helping me that I'm going to take forward moving into like post-pandemic life is that I can step back and let him do his thing. When he is schooling the kids and I have opinions on it and things I want to see to make sure he does... I just step back. They're going to have the experience they have with him and that's going to be great. It's going to be exactly what they need. And then the next week they'll have an experience with me and it will be great and exactly what they need. Because we're parenting from our own personal ways of showing up as their parents. Connor did say one thing that he's noticing a big difference is he's home, he's parenting. So instead of having like that time to himself during the day where he gets stuff done, now he's relying on me and him actually making plans together more than ever like the meal plan so that he can make dinner and get that done and when he's going to go and do the things he needs to do so we do regularly plan out our week together but now it's kind of like a daily check-in on what we need to do and who needs to do what and these these things are just actually reinforcing that we need these conversa conversations often anyways it, and they've been really helpful even though sometimes they do end up with unnecessary sarcasm and us dealing with that by reenacting characters from Schitt's Creek. Motherhood is at its peak in isolation, isn't it? I mean, I saw this Instagram post. <laughs> I'm talking a lot about Instagram. You can tell where I'm spending my time at the end of the night. This Instagram post from a woman who doesn't have children. And she said, what a time to be childless. <laughs> like, for real, guys. For real. Because we are back in the parenting game pretty hard. And it's hard for us to ignore the things right now that have been difficult for us in parenting. That we've been able to kind of brush off or, you know, set aside while the kids are at school and deal with it in small doses. They are in our face 24-7 now. We are really digging into our motherhood and our motherhood values. And it's actually something that we've been talking a lot about in the Life on Purpose Academy is showing up in line with our values during this time of stress. The theme of the month is stress right now in April and how we can have grace and confidence in how we're showing up in our homes. Another thing that I'm relearning again, and I've shared this podcast episode a few times. Um, I think it's called Learning Through Play. I'll link it in the show notes. It's so good about sibling conflict and that actually conflict is not a bad thing it can really be a useful tool for our kids and almost a necessary tool in growing them in showing them who they are and what they want so seeing conflict arise in my kids amongst each other it used to be something that I would die inside a little bit but now I can see it as something as I can coach them through it and help them work it out and that it is something that is a skill that's going to serve them in the future it just takes the pressure off and the panic off a little bit I'm coming a lot also back into empathy and I've shared um, 
How to Raise an Emotionally Intelligent Child is one of the parenting books that changed my parenting. I'll link that episode in the show notes as well. Empathy changes everything in our day, and I need it now more than ever for my kids and myself. When I look at my kids who are acting out or they're frustrated and they're giving attitude, I know it's not because they want to manipulate me and it's not because they are just sucking at life. They are just feeling like life sucks and that's how it's coming out. And I want to have empathy for them in that because I feel a little bit like that too sometimes. One thing I shared on Instagram recently, I'm not sorry about how much time I'm spending on Instagram, you guys. But one thing I shared recently is this mindset shift I've had to have with being at home all the time with the kids. Because when I'm home and I'm parenting for the week, there's this little nagging thought in the back of my mind that I should be doing something different. I should be maybe cleaning out the closet. I should be going in and working on my work. I should be reading a book and getting books checked off my list. Like I should be doing all this stuff. And one thought that I've had to shift into is I am exactly where I need to be. I'm doing exactly what I should be. It's bringing me so much peace in just surrendering into the present. Instead of feeling burdened by these mental shoulds and have tos, which just cause anxiety, they don't make me feel good. And they, the work that I do from that place is panicky and scarce. But when I can settle into, I'm exactly where I need to be. This is the experience I'm meant to have. Then I can be at peace with whatever I'm being called to in parenting and just showing up for myself that day. Another thought that's really empowering is my kids will be fine. I really do have so much faith that there is a bigger thing happening here, that there is grace covering over all of this. My kids will be fine. If they're frustrated, if maybe they spent too long on screen time today, maybe they should have been doing more school instead of like playing in the dirt, they will be fine. They will be fine. I can't put all of the pressure on myself to change their experience and their outcome to the extent that it causes me anxiety, it ruins how I show up for them, and it probably ultimately ruins their experience when I'm hustling around like this. The kids will be fine. Yours will too. And that brings me to mental health. And I've shared before that when isolation hit, I was really in denial. And I think this is a type nine tendency if you follow the Enneagram. Then I moved into stress (laughs) and I moved into unhealthy coping mechanisms. And I kind of hold in and, and just relied a lot on things that maybe weren't serving me. What I really needed was rest. I needed to rest and recenter, just like I mentioned in the last episode on resilience. One thing I did was I stopped reading all the news. I would go to bed and I would start reading Facebook news, which, guys, is that news? And now I stick with one news source, and that's the CBC Daily Email. And I read that once a day, and I move on. But I'm really paying attention to how I'm acting when I'm stressed and coaching myself through it. And my bestie asked me, like, do you feel a lot of pressure to always be, like, happy or, like, figure things out? And I don't, I really don't. As a life coach and someone who coaches women, I coach myself. And what I think is happening is I just have a bird's eye view of what my brain is doing and kind of how this thought is keeping me stuck. I have a bird's eye view of where I could go. And that's an option, but it does take me time to get there. And in isolation, there's thoughts I'm definitely struggling with that I'm encountering as I spend more and more time alone and separated from my regular life. And these thoughts I'm working through as well. I take advantage of the coaching program I am in. Yes, 
I run a coaching program and yes, I am in a coaching program because when you have someone neutral watching your mindsets in your brain, they can help you see what's going on and they can help you shift directions. And that is really, really powerful stuff in me taking care of my mental health, how anxious I feel, how stressed I feel and how I'm showing up in this time. So overall, I've had some takeaways on this. And the first one for me is don't let this shrink your world or your kid's world. Look for ways to open it up. And when we feel physically limited, this really translates into a mental and emotional limitation. So keep open. And I think this is why nature is more important than ever. And I really hope that you have policies in your community where you are allowed to go outside. My kids were having a really rough morning the other day. And so we went out to the lake. And at first they just had a rough morning at the lake, (laughs) but by the time they started moving and exploring and getting wet and throwing rocks, they started feeling better. And they told me, I feel better. And I was like, see guys, science, trees and sunshine make life better. It's science. You're welcome. Getting outside. Don't let this shrink your world. Look for ways to keep making it bigger. Another takeaway for me is the things we do matter. Where can you keep your habits? And isolation, it can feel like a reasonable excuse to let it all slide. And I've let things slide, so I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying don't get stuck there. Stop and rest and honor where you're at. And then decide how you want to move on and keep showing up for yourself in gentle and gracious ways. The things you do matter. It matters how we show up more than anything. So pay attention to the story you're telling yourself, how you might be making this harder for yourself. And if this is something you want to get support on, get yourself someone you can talk to. I have the Life on Purpose Coaching Academy, which is available to any mom who wants to show up with purpose, presence, and peace. But maybe I'm not the person for you. Maybe I'm not the coach for you. Just get yourself anyone who you can talk to who is neutral and grounded and helps you keep moving towards the life you want because that matters. What you want matters. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure sharing this with you again on the Simple on Purpose podcast. If you want to get more in tune with the community, join the Simple on Purpose Facebook community. I try and do Facebook Lives every so often and answer any questions you guys have, talk about relevant issues, also reference how much coffee I've had and mild references to pop culture and Justin Timberlake. It's all there for you. I would love to see you there. So click the link and join that. And I hope you have a great week.